So let's, we're going we're gonna to look a little bit tonight at a couple of things. Um, I just want to remind us that this is still a family meeting. So this is like, you can say something. It's, it's, this is not school soul. I don't know if you guys were in a normal school. You have to be too still and the prefect is, uh, is looking, eh? So this is a family meeting, literally. Some of us are, are, have been here longer than others, so you're a little bit more comfortable. Some of you are just more comfortable because you're a little bit more... What's that, what's that word for the flamboyant? But yeah, this is a family meeting. And welcome to guys who's here for the first time. It's lacquer. It's always lacquer to have family joining us. Some of you are saved already, hopefully. Some of you need to maybe get saved tonight, become part of the family. Um, so let's dive in. I want to start with a little verse in Ephesians 1, verse 4. My title is Jesus is building his church. Jesus is building his church. So who's building his church? Is it us? In a way. But Jesus said, I will build my church. We're going to look at that tonight and see how we fit in. I'm going to take off my, you guys are right, just in the spirit of Mornay. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Mornay, it's always... He doesn't wear shoes, so it just feels like a... Um, Jesus is building his church. Amen. Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, The Father chose us. So it's, if you read, blessed be, the, in verse 3 it says, Blessed be the f- God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in Christ Verse 4, just as he chose us in him, in Jesus, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, without blame, before him, and in love. Oh my goodness. Who of you guys like that? So I was, I was listening, I was reading that this week again, and I was like, that's a good verse. He chose us to be holy, to be blameless, to be before Him, and to be in love. That's amazing. So I was, I was reading that, and it immediately pops out to me, who does that describe? Jesus. Jesus is holy and blameless. He ever lives before the Father in love. So, so that's why we need Jesus. So I, I, I trust and I'm not going to do much of a teaching. We've got Stefan who teaches ex, extremely well. So please go. I just want to say he's doing that teach, preacher's club eh, on, on Saturday. I want to encourage, even if you're a comm leader, whatever, just go. I mean, like, Stefan, I remember hearing you the first time a couple of years ago. And I was like, he, he's got this gift. The Lord has blessed him. He's got a gift. He is a gift to us as a teacher. And he didn't fumble over a word for 50 minutes straight. I was like, that's incredible. Well done, Stefan. Thank you. Thank you for being that gift. And then, but, but he can teach us to speak better, to communicate better. And if we communicate better, people can hear better. 
and we can help people move better. Amen. That was good. I was write that down. My goodness. Hallelujah. Um, so, so God has chose us. The other thing that pops out in this verse, before the foundation of the world. So my parents got separated when I was one, about one. So a couple of years later, I was like 15, 16. I asked my dad, so what happened? And look, long story short, I'm going to tell you the story now. And then I asked him, so why did you get divorced then? Ah, no, 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 I ask, sorry. I asked him, so why did you marry her then? And he says, you can't ask that, because then you wouldn't have been here. So I, at that moment, I was saved already, got saved when I was eight. Um, I knew this verse. And I um, told him, no, 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 no. I was chosen before the foundation of the world. So I would have popped out someone, somewhere else, <laughs> looked probably very different, with a different name. But, huh? I would have been maybe Spanish. Yes, maybe kicking footballs. Playing for Barcelona, I don't know. I'm joking. Um, but this, this is truth. Each one of us have been chosen before the foundation of the world. He thought of you and me. You were a word and a seed in the Father's heart. And that's where it all starts. And that's where it's all going to end again. We're going to be with Him. Like Mike Davies said yesterday, good news, the story ends well. Hallelujah. So we're just here somewhere in the middle now. So let's keep faith. Um, so in, in, in Matthew 16, Jesus, hanging with his disciples like usually, um, he asked his disciples, who do people say I am? And he's, uh, Peter pops up. Peter was usually the spokesperson for the disciples, if you guys noticed. Um, he says, some say, I think John the Baptist, eh? Some say other prophets, other prophets. And then he asks, but who do you say I am? And Peter says, what does Peter say? You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replies, he said, Peter, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven And I tell you that you are Peter. He's just affirming him, basically saying him, you are Peter. There's something in there. I'm not going to explain that. And on this rock, not on Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. I will build my church. So just quickly stop there. The church wasn't built yet. The church wasn't birthed yet. Jesus just came to earth. He's been there a couple of years, hanging with the disciples. There was Judaism, as we know it, eh? Is that right, Stefan? So the, the, the Israelites had religion, they had traditions. They would even meet in synagogues. They read the scriptures. They even had elders. Hallelujah. They had prophets. They did all that. They, and um, they had priests who would go sacrifice little young goats. Oh, well, not that little, but sometimes... <laughs> stuff and they would like doves and all kinds of stuff they had all this but then Peter, jesus came and we see a, a plan starting to unfold and he says i will build my church on this rock this rock is talking about this revelation that jesus is the go back to one verse Nay, i think it's one back what, another one up with the christ 
the revelation of Christ, the Son of the living God. He's going to build it on this rock. And we see later in Ephesians, Jesus is the chief cornerstone on which we built. So Jesus is the rock. Okay. Say hallelujah for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, so we see this, the church starting to unfold. Where do we see that? Anyone? You can just say it out loud. In Acts. In Acts chapter 1, we see the Spirit being poured out. Remember, it's, Jesus said, it's better that I go. In John 16, I'm not going to go there now. But John 16, Jesus explains, it's going to come a Spirit, a Holy Ghost. For the, for the King James fans here. A Holy Ghost is going to come. And it's going to be better because I'm going to go. And we see that unfold in Acts 1. And in Acts 2, we see the church unfold. We see the birth of the church. We see in Acts 2, 42. We, it's, for those of you who have been here long enough, you will hear we love to quote Acts 2, verse 42 through to 47. We see the devotion, of, the devotion of the saints. So they were devoted to the apostolic, to fellowship. Yay for fellowship. Who of you guys love fellowship? Like eating together and, and running on the beach together. Um, just keep all your clothes on, guys, for the young people. And uh, fellowship, what else? Breaking of bread, eating together, prayer, etc., etc. We see the church unfold. And then in John 17, just before that actually, not then, sorry. In John 17, we see Jesus prayed for the church. And I want us to look at that a little bit tonight. I think for us as, as sorry, saying that, I was just, let, let's not move on too quickly. I said, now, keep your clothes on. I started tonight with, um, with, he chose us to be holy, to be blameless. No. And uh, um, we recently felt like we did something about holiness, purity, but we, I don't know, but there's such an onslaught. Actually, maybe it was just you and me talking again this weekend. Um, there's such an onslaught on us as men in the area of holiness and women. I think Andrew spoke about it in the leadership time. I, I can't remember where it was. Anyway, um, on purity. There's such an onslaught on the saints. We need to, we need to check it. Young guys, let's keep our purity. Eh? Um, just a little bit of... Yeah, I, I, I didn't just say that, but I think there's such a caution nowadays for us to... to I remember being in high school, going to the mall for the first time in Cape Town, and starting to see underwear... People, women in underwear, advertising. And I was like, where do you look nowadays? And then what happens is you, you start to look because after the 10th time, it's difficult not to look. And then you start to think about these things and then you've got problems. And then that leads to sin. And then it leads to death. And before you know it, you're stuck in stuff. So I'm just weighing it out there just for a moment. Let's just let that holiness you know, the Holy Spirit, let him just work in us, eh? So Jesus is building his church. And then we see in John 17, Jesus prayed. And he says, verse 3, and I pray for them. This is now for his church, okay? He's, he says, that we, this is quite incredible. Jesus gives us an insight into a conversation with his father. 
incredible chapter in the Bible. And he says, I pray for them, for they are yours. Verse 9. Verse 10, and they are mine. So who are we? We're the fathers. We're Jesus's. And he pray, Lord, keep, and Father, keep them. And in verse 11, then he says, and I pray that they will be, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. So who knows you in the world? Okay, quick question. What if you guys had a, quite a rough week? Just keep your hand, put it up high. Just, okay, okay, most of us. What if you guys didn't have a rough week? It feels like this, and then so it means there's a couple between that. Okay, so very few of you guys didn't have a rough week. We hope you just had a full week. It's full. We are in the, still in the world. Life can quickly fill up our time. Full, very quickly, very quickly. So I'm coming to you, Jesus saying to the Father, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. And Jesus starts to pray something quite extravagant here. He prays that we will be one as he is one. Who of you guys think that's a bit wild? Thanks, Gary, for the honesty. Who of you that, it is a wild prayer. This is, a very, this is Jesus praying. He's not telling someone else to suggest this. He's praying that Tian and I and everyone here, the knit together, the church, will be one just as Jesus and his Father is one. This is an incredible prayer starting to unfold here. Um, and I, in verse 13, he says, I say these things that they will be filled with joy. Um, joy will be full. And again, verse 15, he says, he prays, keep them from the evil one. He prays protection over us. Verse 16, and he, he, and he just prophesies, basically says, for they are not of the world. Speaking identity into us. Our identity is not of this world. Our identity is in heaven. Even as I am not of it. How often do we find our identity in this world. Well, he did a very, shared something the other day in his finance teaching about the Audi. When he was a young man, he, he, he drove an Audi, a very nice Audi down to your house and he felt the Spirit speak to him, Wade, are you still the same man? And we get home the next day and I asked Eli something, I wanted to give him something nice and I asked him, do you feel good? And he says, no, Papa, I'm still the same man. <laughs> and there's so much depth in there, guys. Like, I, I just catch, I'm like, if we're very honest with one another. And that's why hearing Wade ugh, and even um, Jared sharing tonight, it's so refreshing to hear the men rising up and saying, hey, we all struggle with these things in our lives. Where we find, not, not necessarily our identity, but sometimes we feel a little bit, we find our worth. We, find, we think we deserve it. And Jesus is saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You are not of this world. You are not of this world. Remember, before the foundation of this earth, you've been with me. You were a word. You were a seed in my heart. I've been there and I sent you to earth for a purpose. And we're going to get to that purpose now. 
You were sent. It feels like a movie a little bit, eh? And we're going to get taken up again and get taken back. This is not Star Wars. This is real, this is real stuff here. And uh, um, verse 17, let's continue. And Jesus says, now sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. He called us to be holy, blameless. You cannot live a holy and a blameless life without the sanctification of God's word. You cannot. I really want to encourage us, if you're struggling with purity, holiness, right? don't try to run away from it. Run to the truth. Run to the Bible. Run to Jesus. We, we, we cannot, the Bible actually says, walk according to the Spirit. Those who walk in the Spirit will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And this is up for guys and girls. I'm like, the lust of the flesh can be porn for someone, or it can be a new car for someone. Or it can be, I just want to sit on a beach instead of spending time with family. Um, I'm, or I'm just listening to music instead of actually opening my The flesh is just what the flesh wants, whatever it is. It's always lasting after. Some of us love to eat. Gluttony. It's a big problem now. That, well, it's always been a big problem. If you look at, um, what's the town that eventually burned up? Sodom and Gomorrah. Eating was one of their biggest problems. And sexuality. It was the other one. Um, sanctify them by your truth. I, I, love, I love when I, I always... Yeah, your word is truth. And I just want to throw something small in there. Don't just think of the word as the word. Remember John 1 says, Jesus said, I'm the word. Jesus encouraged, he actually rebuked the, the Pharisees. He said, you come to the scriptures, but you don't come to me. So every time you come to the scriptures, make sure you come to Jesus as well. Jesus, show me, you, show you me. Show you to me in the scripture, eh? See, now that's why I need Stefan to just like USB stick me a little bit. Show Jesus, I want to see you as I read through the scriptures. When, when I see the word, oh yes, Jesus, come and sanctify me. So we go on to verse 18. And here we see a commissioning happening. And Jesus said, I sent as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Do you know that you're a saint one? Come on. Whereas each of us are sent into this world. Matthew 28, we see the great commissioning. So go therefore, make disciples of nations. I really want to encourage you guys as we go on outreaches this year. Go on outreaches, make sure you go somewhere. Just get that picture. Um, again, of, of going, okay? Who's got an outreach booked already for this year? Not one of us, okay, okay. That's good, thanks for the honesty. Huh? <laughs> Who's trusting to go on an outreach this year? <laughs> guys, we need to, okay, okay, okay. No condemnation, guys. That's right, hey? there's no condemnation. But, but remember where I sent, so if you can't go, at least go to one of these guys and love them. Buy them a coffee. Lacquer. Encourage them. 
into the world. And also go into the world. Ask the Lord, who can I speak to? And then in verse 19, Jesus says, For them I sanctify myself. Interesting. That I, that they may too be truly sanctified. We see in Hebrews 4 that Jesus was tempted in every way, just like we were. I think sometimes we forget that we were like, this is very tough. Well, if you guys know, life is tough. But um, Jesus was tempted in every way, just as we were. But Jesus said, I was sanctified. Sanctified also means to be set apart. Well, if you guys use your toothbrush to also clean the toilet, that, that, that little utensil is set apart for one thing. Hallelujah. Are you set apart for one thing? Holy, the word holy, chose to be holy, hagios, I don't know if I pronounced it right. Means to be set apart, to be consecrated. It means one thing. So if I wake you, if, my coach, hockey coach in high school, always asked, if I wake you up in the middle of the night, what do you have to say? You always had to say something. I couldn't remember what I had to say. <laughs> I, I still forgot what I had to say. Like, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I was obviously sleeping. Um, but, um, if I wake, if we, in any moment, what is the one thing that's burning in our hearts? Is it Jesus and His church? Is it Jesus and His church? And the prophetic started speaking tonight as well. Hey, Adrian, about that. Is it is our is our workplace or our career? It's not really our workplace, more our career or our children. It's not that our children, children is extremely important, but they shouldn't be idols or their careers. <laughs> I always hear, yeah, it's pretty typical in the Afrikaans. I grew up Afrikaans in Worcester. Afrikaans culture, you, you, you try to get a child, you try to get a Aisi Badesia, and then you try to teach your kid something, like golf or something, they can uh, um, be your retirement plan. Parents joke about it. It's true. Who of you guys have heard that? Come on, be honest. That's not cool. That's not cool. That's not cool. The one thing that should be burning in our hearts is to go and make disciples of nations. Every day, every, every day and everything that we plan our life around should be for that. Hey, Paulus, doesn't mean you need to uh, re retire tomorrow <laughs> or resign. <laughs> We're long, we can have long discussions about that. Um, the Lord's timing is perfect, guys. It doesn't mean we have to all go into full-time ministry. You are in full-time ministry, each one of us. Every morning we minister to Jesus. Amen? Hope you get that. Get into your closed room. Every day we minister to the people around us. And if we're not ministering, Lord, help us. Ask, ask the Lord to help us. Then we've got the church. We minister to one another through comms through pantry, through encouragement, through messages, through coffee, for visiting. Every day our whole life is, is ministry. We see in Ephesians um, 4, verse 11, and God gave apostles, God gave prophets, God gave 
pastors, evangelists, and teachers for the equipping of the saints to do the work, works of ministry or of service. Our whole lives are called for the work of the ministry. I really believe with all of my heart, God is breaking down that, let's call it, the mindset of ministry. Where ministry is the guy with the mic or the guy who leads worship or the guy who leads a com or start a, a Facebook page or whatever. I don't, people, these people should still start Facebook pages. I don't know. But YouTube definitely or TikTok. And they, everyone is trying to be the next best thing. But God is asking for a nameless and a faceless generation where it's about the only name and the only face that really matters. And it's His name. And face. So, so God is calling us in. Where it's about us. You know that we and you and I were, were saved for us. Not for me. Not for my thing, not for my thing. So for the work of the ministry, I want to read um, Ephesians 4, verse 16. The type of church that Jesus is building. For from Him, this is not Jesus, Paul says, as he writes here. From Him, Jesus, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. Again, in love as each part does its work. Romans 12. And this is a difficult one. And I feel that something in the Spirit we, we, have, to, we have to really... Um, Content for this. Romans 12, verse 3, I think, 3, 4, 5. Who of you know that you've got a grace and a gift within you? Do, do you know that? And that grace and gift is not for you. It's for the guy next to you. And for the guy behind you. Who of you would like to develop that grace and that gift? Can we read that, Romans? Can we read that, Romans 3? Ach. Yeah. Romans 12, verse 1. Do we have it? I'll just read it. It's fine. Um, I bought myself a new Bible um, in January because my eyes... I'm getting... I'm turning 40 in June. Um, so, so the, the writing is a little bit bigger than last year's writing in my Bible. Um, so it's still like fresh. It's like, a, like to, some of the pages are still stuck to one another. It's like, it's like a, almost like 1,200 pages. So that's, I'm working through my Bible. Um, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, that's now each one of us. Remember, we, as each one of us does our bit, we're going to grow up. In view of God's mercy. Say in view. Okay, so where do we look? God's mercies. This is, this is fundamentally. We'll hold that one quickly there. We, that's where we're going to look. We're going to look at Jesus, His mercies. If you, if you at any moment for, forget what that looks like, think of the cross. Just think of the cross. To offer your bodies, I urge you to offer your bodies 
not just your hearts, okay? Not just your minds, but your actual body. Why? Because your body needs to come. I actually thought about it the other day. Why our bodies? Oh, because my body is sitting on the beach instead of sitting here. My heart and my soul is also not here. So Paul was very practical here, actually. Um, offering it as a living sacrifice, again, holy and pleasing to God. Do you guys know that God gets happy? But why are you guys so serious then? Come on, man. Yes. It's pleasing to God when we, offer, when we sit here. When we come and offer our, our... And I'm not just saying sitting here is the sacrifice. I'm just saying that's part, it's, a, it's, a, it's a part of it, okay? So this is your true and proper worship as we give our bodies, okay? Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. We were chatting about that now now. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to t- test and approve what God's will is. So we need to renew our minds. You guys realize that our minds have been taught wrong. We went to school. What did they taught us? Work harder. We come to church and Jesus said, take my yoke. It's easy and light. Don't strive. And get back to school and they say, work harder, work harder. Why don't you have 80%? Why don't you have... And then we go come back to Jesus and when he say, come, find rest. It's a, and it's like this... this it's, who of you guys sometimes feel torn between working harder and resting in Jesus? I do. I do. I remember, I've told you guys, I think, some, I remember a couple of years I was... I got up one morning and I started praying in tongues. Walk up and down in my room, in the lounge, and I just felt suddenly the Father say, Donovan, sit down. You're making me nervous. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I went to sit down and I was like, ah, oh, oh, sorry. He was waiting all along. I don't have to pray Jesus into the secret place. I don't have to pray him in. He's there always. So for us to to become a people who know, as we read in John, can we... Don't, don't go there now. We're going to get there now. And Jesus prayed one of his prayers, I think in verse 23 in, in chapter 17, he says, and I pray that they will, they will be where I am. Oh my goodness. He just takes all the pressure off. Because now we don't have to try to, to do this thing and strive and try to be amazing. I told the kids the other day, we, we, we've got such pressure to perform in this life. The Western world, that's how we, I, I mean like, the guys who get the best marks in school, get nice little certificates and stickers and you what all So we told JC, what did we tell you, Jess? You don't have to try to be amazing. No, there's no pressure. And I'm not even going to balance that now. Because if we keep balancing these things, we, we, put, we put pressure on one another. And, and I really feel the Lord just wants to release us from all these Western world pressures. Get us into His arms again. Get us into the Father's arms again. Jesus, I want them to be where I am. 
pull us in. So now we're in his arms. Who's in his arms yet? Okay, we get, we get, okay we're getting there. Logan is in. Thanks, Logan. I'm also in now. We were we? good and pleasing. So we renew our, ring our mind. Hey? That's why we're talking about this. This was the topic. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. It's only in there, in the arms. It's not when I've got all the wisdom. I went to Bible school for five years. I've read my old Bible. Now I know. Okay, now I've reached it. You know, William Booth started the Salvation Army. He was ministering all over the UK. And he said, give, give, all, give your pastors, give your teachers to me. And I'll just give... I want to give them just five minutes in hell instead of five years in Bible school. And maybe they'll understand a bit better. And I heard Mervis, for those of you guys know Mervis, he said, William Booth had some truth in there, but can I add? What about five minutes in the throne room of the Father, just before him, and seeing the the arms of love, the eyes of fire that's burning with jealousy for you and me? What if we can, just every morning, five minutes. I want to encourage us. Let's get into the arms of the Father. Okay? It's good. It sounds good, eh? Talk. Come on. And, and if the five minutes is too short, make it 50. I've pushed my, I stretched myself this year again. I told the kids, and I'm, it's because it's not about, because we try to be, Anything amazing, but just because I realize I need the Lord. Eh? So we get up every morning at half past five. Get before the Lord, pray. And, and some mornings it's kerkdroog. Eh? And other mornings it's like amazing. But we're growing. We're being built up in love as we keep going. Amen? Verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, in Romans 12, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So it's just say quickly, I've got a faith. I've received faith. I've, I've, you've received faith. A portion of it, okay? okay? For, um, verse 4, for just as each of us has one body, with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So we read, Jesus prayed, we belong to the Father, we belong to Jesus, now we belong to? Who of you guys knew that? Uh, like we've been taught, we, we've started reading that, you know, as you but if you guys knew that when you got saved, ooh, I'm not just saying yes to Jesus. I'm saying yes to the church. I didn't know that. I must be honest. I really, for many, many, many years, I thought it's about me and Jesus. I had amazing times with Jesus. Like, really. Like, I would spend hours in my room with Jesus. I've told you guys, some of you guys have told us, I thought I was going to get raptured. I, I thought I'm going to be like Enoch. Like, I felt I was that holy. This is now... When my frontal lobes hasn't been developed properly, but I'm 25 years old, 15 years ago, then I, then I, um, <laughs> true story, true story, I'm, I'm, I'm confessing, <laughs> confess your sins one to another. So I'm, I'm, I, I thought this, I got married, and suddenly, 
I thought there was a thorn in my flesh some days. <laughs> so I called Mornay up one day. Mornay is leaving for Cape Town now. I was like, Mornay, yes, you need to come help me here. Because she doesn't listen. <laughs> and uh, um, he sat me down and he told me this. Donovan, she's the best thing that has happened to you. Mic drop. Literally, she's the best thing that has happened to you. And I didn't know at that stage. Now it's 12, we celebrate our 12 years anniversary, 12 years anniversary, two weeks ago. Now I know that that holy and blameless doesn't happen on my own, in my room. It opens in these relationships. It happens between one another. Because we bring out the worst in one another. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say thank you, Lord, for people. Come, some of you not not there yet. Okay, it's no pressure again. No pressure. I'm not going to pressure you to say thank you. You're not there where you thank you, Lord, for people. I love my children, but my goodness, they bring the best out of me. Oh my goodness! I thought, I must honest, I've lost my salvation almost fifty times at least this just 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 year. I'm like it's only two months in, eh? Um, we need the Lord Jesus, and we need this because that, you know, that very honestly, very honestly, I'm probably taking too long now. Eh? I'm gonna have to start landing for us to be holy, blameless, to live a life before Him, to live a life in love. This is the best thing that we have. This is our best present that we've got. Is this, 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 firstly, this thing marriage. For those of you not married, look forward to it. I'm not being negative about it. And then this kids. And, and then after that, this. The one another. As we, as, as we are getting knitted together. As we are being worked up together. Amen. So verse 4, just of each one. Da, 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 verse 6. And verse 6. We have each different gifts according to the grace. Given to us. So some of us have gifts of administration, some gifts of, what gifts? Encouragement, discernment, serving, mercy, <laughs> leadership, faith, teaching, hmm? generosity. Some of us are financial gurus, for that, ma for that matter. And, and our gifts is for one another. And that's such an encouragement, actually, because now I've got purpose. And much more purpose than what I thought. Much more purpose. Because the Lord wants to use your gift to disciple nations. I, I, I cannot, cannot overemphasize that. I was in, in Isle of Man middle last year for a couple of Couple of, couple of weeks, and I heard numerous stories with names of people from Mossel Bay. Steve, Stefan, Mornay, Michelle, so many of, 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 of people here who have shaped people's lives all over the world. 
some of the guys from, from Zim, Malawi, some of you guys might go back at a stage, eh? Maybe? Dougie, what do you think? You think so? I'm, all I'm saying is, let's be ready to disciple nations. So let's get knit together. Let's celebrate the difficult relationships with, with, with we have. So Logan, you can come. We're going to take a moment now to just respond. But in view of God's mercies, in view of God's mercies, we each got gifts. We've got grace. That gifts and those graces are not just for me to start a, anything else but to come and serve. Each one of us are officially in full-time ministry. Who's excited for that? Who of you guys are nervous about that? Okay? Okay, we've got one, one honest one. Who else is nervous? You realize, yeah, it is a bit nervous. It's, it's a bit of a, oh my goodness, I'm in full-time ministry. My whole life is to minister, firstly, to Jesus, and secondly, to one another. And then there's a third part to it as well, to see the lost saved. So your whole life is summed up in this, to minister to Jesus, to serve and minister to one another, join together, growing up in your gifts and your grace, and thirdly, to see the lost saved. And I, and I want to simplify this thing for us, but I, I think we sometimes overthink it. Whether it's at the gym, on the beach, in your shop, at the school, wherever, whenever, whoever, let the Spirit lead you and the Lord will draw the lost in. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. Wherever, whenever, whoever, just let the Spirit lead us. So can we stand together? Maggie, you don't have to put this up, but I want to read us a little, just a scripture as we just respond to the Lord tonight. Let me just close your eyes for a moment. We see a little story in Luke 7. And we see the heading is Jesus gets anointed by a sinful woman. So one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. He went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. 
a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair and kissed them and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. And she's a sinner. So Jesus answered him, saying, Simon, I have something to tell you. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had money to pay him back. So who forgave? So he forgave the debts, the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Some replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt. Jesus said, you are correct. And he turned towards the woman. He said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as their great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, love little. And Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And I just feel tonight as we, in view of that mercies again, if we're honest, we're all actually a little bit like the woman who needs to just know how much we've been forgiven. Many sins. You know, even Paul, the great writer of the, most of the New Testament, says, I'm the greatest sinner of all. Not worthy of anything. But I want to call us tonight to just come before the Lord. Humble ourselves. I feel the Lord is just calling us to come into His arms again and say, thank you. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for mercies. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the smile on your face that it's not a judgment, but it's a come and find rest.